Hi everyone, welcome to Connecting and Stuff, a podcast where we take a topic from our work life, our corporate life, and try to have a really light-hearted, fun conversation about it. And talking about corporate life, um, not all of us are, uh, you know, a working professional in in a way that a employee works. So not all of us are employee, and uh, especially in India and a lot of other countries, the startup culture is booming a lot. and uh, i thought maybe uh, we should uh, have a conversation about startup as well because a lot of young professionals and even uh, really experienced professional they have started talking about startup they have launched their own startups so i thought uh, maybe this time i'll talk about this topic and to have this conversation i have invited nikhil kumar um nikhil kumar i'll give you a quick introduction about him he is a co-founder and ceo of this company called inmaking he is an ex growth marketer at growth school which is a really popular uh, marketing learning platform in india and he is always hungry to learn new things and one really important thing about him is he is one of the most viewed writers on quora in personal finance and entrepreneurship business and credit cards and and the really important thing which is important for this episode as well is he has knack for startups and uh, this is a perfect segue to our topic but before that i would like to roll the red carpet for nikhil uh, to share a bit about himself or if he likes to add anything uh, before we uh, go into topics thank you so much for inviting me uh, to this podcast i think this is a great way i can share my views and everything with the people Uh, so i'm nikhil uh, i have worked with startups early stage well funded highly funded startups in i mean in my whole career so uh, so entrepreneurship is something that is really close to me and obviously marketing being my you know professional domain so uh, yeah i mean uh, i'm happy to share lot of things about startups or marketing in general and uh, i also had my startup uh, i think in 2017 uh, and which went where i was you know 100% involved it was not a side hustle or something uh, so yeah i have learned a lot there as well so happy to share anything so i guess we can start with the question <clears throat> now um since we uh, i mean i am not an expert at startup i often have a lot of questions when people talk about how they launched their startup what was their initial journey and i'm really interested in those initial bits uh, so i'll start with a really basic question which is how difficult or easy is it to register a business in india so i want to talk about not just your emotional journey of starting a business but also the bureaucracy stuff in india because i often feel bureaucracy part is really difficult to manage uh, the paperwork are really difficult so what how i mean what is your experience and do you have any suggestion for new um, entrepreneurs uh, so uh, i think right now it's really easy uh, in 2010 or something there used to be a lot of paperwork uh, but you know as i think uh, india went more digital uh, introducing digital india and all those stuff you can actually register us register your company in one day wow. uh, and uh, whenever you know any central government uh, thing is considered like uh, private limited thing or, or, or having a gst registration 
those processes are really good uh, and very fast but when it comes to the local bureaucracy or uh, uh, you know suppose I, i'll give you an example of bangalore uh, we have a bbmp same like uh, mumbai has their own you know municipality and all those things yeah there it gets little difficult because one thing they are not very digital mm. second is uh, no one is you know highly monitoring them like what's happening on the locally uh, local area so suppose you want to start a restaurant or uh, any food startup so it will actually get more difficult uh, to obtain those licenses so, such as trade license or facility license it can be little difficult obviously some people will expect you to pay little extra and get the work done easily uh, so if you are a tech startup you are completely safe uh, just register your private limited and uh, or llp uh, mm-hmm. with mca which is ministry of corporate affairs and it's really easy in that way but if you are more operational based where you need more licenses uh, it can be difficult yeah so it depends business to business yeah. and you mentioned for tech startups it's a bit it's quite easier than people who are you know sort of opening a shop retail right. shop or those kind of things yeah. yeah great i mean uh, you mentioned you also mentioned it's a one day process so right. is it like an online process where you register yourself so you would obviously need a help of company secretary uh, mm-hmm. you need to hire that uh, it's a it's a it's a rule actually that you oh. have to appoint someone uh, a ca as well as a cs uh, and they will take care of all those stuff so because they work really hard and get that license right from mm-hmm. the government so government kind of trust them that they are doing, doing the right thing so mm-hmm. you have to appoint they'll take care of the, all those paperwork and everything so registering a company is something you cannot do it yourself uh, mm-hmm. you even if you visit the ministry of corporate affairs max you can do is i think uh, check the name if it is available uh, mm-hmm. apart from that uh, you will need a company secretary perfect this is great and i understand why this process is there because we have a huge population uh, if we don't have the these laws in place every person would go and go on and register their business if the process is also online i'm not sure if it's online and offline process but uh, however i mean people will go and start their business launch their business mm-hmm. so yeah it makes sense why this law is in place it will become uh, like a you know call in in college days you know like if you think about something we immediately book a domain yeah so it will become like that and that's yeah. not good for the country i guess absolutely and i have heard uh, i'm not sure about which countries but mm-hmm. in india launching a tech startup is pretty or more easier than a lot of other tier 1 countries mm-hmm. so which is a really good thing and i think that's one of the motivations why we are seeing so many new tech startups which are actually really good um so i'm 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 really glad <laughs> that i'm part of this country and seeing this uh, change happening um so you mentioned bangalore uh, i want to talk about other cities as well um i mean in your opinion and in your experience talking to other entrepreneurs or i mean reading about it how do you feel i live in new delhi Okay. um and i don't see a lot of tech startups here 
the one that are there are in gurgaon which is basically ncr out of mm-hmm. delhi not a lot of tech startups in delhi then uh, the same not the same but uh, we can say a lot similar things about mumbai as well you don't see a lot of tech startups there but uh, bangalore they are full of it <laughs> tech yeah. startups in every gali <laughs> yeah so uh, why is that why we are not seeing more tech startups in rest of the states why bangalore is dominating in this uh i think maybe because it it is more into the culture or a work culture in bangalore that you know we see a lot of techies mm-hmm. uh we call bangalore a silicon valley of india right so yeah. <laughs> that kind of it's it's inbuilt in the culture that there are more techies so obviously more ideas will come in tech more tech startups will you know emerge from bangalore uh so i think that's the only reason apart from that uh, i think mumbai may you will find more of fintech startups delhi may more of operational based uh startups so i think it totally depends on the city culture yeah and i, I also believe it's also become the perception of the youth so mm-hmm. i often hear from people the young ones who are just finishing their college and about to start their career uh they often say the same thing i'll move to bangalore and i'm sure i would find a really good opportunity so you have lived in bangalore what other cities have you lived in because i really want to compare two cities with you when it okay, comes so, to living and working uh, so schooling uh, and career wise i have been in bangalore uh, i was in delhi i think from 2000 to 2000 no sorry 1998 to 2003 or something mm-hmm. uh, so your that, childhood yeah it was in delhi okay uh, so my dad is in indian air force and we have been traveling across the country oh nice. uh, so i was in delhi but i i cannot really say anything about the culture uh, mm-hmm. uh, of delhi because obviously obviously uh, i don't have those memories and <laughs> uh and and also you were an army kid so your life would have been the exposure that you got is very different from the exposure correct. i got correct. um yeah i understand so yeah but uh, in in any case i mean you have seen um the lifestyle of delhi people is very dif- mm. different because if you notice uh all the shops in delhi they open after 10 am or 11 am Okay. and sometimes even at 12 pm in the noon uh, they don't open shops before that but uh, mm-hmm. versus in other cities like mumbai i noticed um, the shops are open after 7 am or 8 am so they start working and not just the big shops but the small ones like uh, uh, those stationery shops or those parchun ki dukan where you go for mm-hmm. dooth and all these things yeah. so uh, these shops are open but in delhi you will this is very rare for a shop to open before 10 am um so it, i think uh, delhi people we have a really laid back culture that we'll uh, open the shop in the in the late morning uh we'll and then we'll also close it before 8 8 pm or 9 pm and mm-hmm. but we'll make our profit because the population is huge yeah. <laughs> versus in other cities people are people have this hustle culture that no mm-hmm. we'll have to hustle we'll have to open as soon as possible so that we don't lose even one client or yeah. one customer and it 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 shows i mean i notice this uh, a lot and in in <laughs> delhi there is a lot of uh, like um, i mean i am a middle class person but i have seen a lot of uh, generational rich people 
so mm-hmm. people who uh, have like rich parents and their grandparents were also rich so you mm-hmm. can see that in their um, in their behavior that mm-hmm. these people are generationally rich and they are obnoxious they are really mm-hmm. i mean they were not raised well <laughs> that mm-hmm. i can say uh, but versus in other cities like uh, uh bangalore or mumbai you would find really humble people i mean they are, they are doing really good in their careers right. but they are always really down to earth they are very humble soft spoken mm-hmm. so i don't know why uh, what is wrong with delhi <laughs> uh, i think about the uh, opening shop somewhere around uh, 10 or 12 i think it may be a smart move high demand uh, wala thing uh, yeah. that you know the window is open only for some some hours go get uh as i mean many thing as many uh, as possible things as in mm. you know uh, i think and it is it is full of i think uh, what marwari class people and uh, mm. so they are really good at with business sense and everything maybe it, mm. it, it is a smart move of uh, 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 you know increasing that demand uh, about the uh, kind of um, you know the humbleness of i i have seen that uh, com- when i compare north india to south india uh we uh as in south india has more humble people mm. uh comparatively uh i don't know why but uh, yeah that difference is obviously there mm. yeah a lot of people say the same thing north indians are very obnoxious but mm. i personally love delhi as a city a lot and one of the really important reasons is metro I love yeah. Delhi Metro. I can go anywhere. I don't need to depend on any rickshaws, any autos, any cab because cab services are really pathetic. Mm-hmm. Uh, auto services are negligible uh, mm-hmm. in in Delhi, but in Mumbai, um, uh, those people they mo- mostly depend on uh, local or autos. Okay. So auto services are really great. Mm-hmm. Uh, fortunately, what about Bangalore? Bang uh, does Bangalore? I mean, Bangalore has a huge traffic problem, but yeah, how do yeah. people commute? <laughs> It's, it's really bad i mean most most of the people depend on ola uber um you won't find cabs easily especially on the uh, you know the busy hours suppose mm. you have to reach office by now 10 o'clock you start booking by 8:30 <laughs> in the morning so that after so many cancellations and waiting time finally you will get a cab in like uh, half an hour or one hour so that's really bad uh <laughs> apart from that roads are bad traffic is bad uh so how bangalore people manage this thing is by living you know in the vicinity of their offices mm. so if you change your office you have to change your home as well in bangalore so it is like that uh so that you can skip that travel part and everything so mm. that's how people are managing uh so it is getting crowded and crowded i mean uh, year after year so metro is there but i think it is it has a very low connectivity uh, mm. now they are working on you know expanding those metro lines so mm. i think that will help in future great i mean um, uh, i have a story here so i mm. recently been talking about talking to one of my colleagues and um they asked me i mean they don't live in india they live in us okay. and they asked me um so how is um pollution in delhi which mm-hmm. was so 
weird for someone to ask and i have i had no answer so i i looked at my mobile and it was it shows me it shows me aqi and mm-hmm. the aqi was 500 at the point i just show them the screen it's 500 it's like wow it's still 500 so uh, now this person he visited india uh, delhi to be specific in 2018 or 2019 before covid okay. uh, and that time also the the situation was really bad mm-hmm. and he said one thing which stayed with me which is there are so many amazing startups tech startups in india why nobody is working on it so mm-hmm. i i i mean for like 5 10 seconds i was thinking how to answer this question politely and without sounding that mm-hmm. i am living in a country where the politicians are really big problem and the government mm-hmm. is is not up to the par i mean they have all the means and the resources but corruption is 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 a really bad thing for us to grow and i i can see the same thing about bangalore as well so i i mean if, i don't know if you noticed that or not but a while back i noticed a campaign by zomato i believe they were uh, filling in the potholes on the road so that the delivery guys they don't face any problem and the deliveries become easy and the mm-hmm. comment section was i mean i always read comments for such posts and yeah. it was bizarre people were like this is what happens when uh, the tech companies or the startup companies are uh, making more profit mm-hmm. uh, and they want to work to improve the culture and government mm-hmm. is just sleeping and doing nothing so right. it was it was um it was very weird for me to answer that question and uh, since you mentioned it's difficult the uh, the traffic is bad and so on uh, mm. this uh, conversation i just got reminded of that conversation so what do you think i mean is it is it okay or it, it is it a good thing for uh, startup companies not startup companies but other companies to start fixing uh, things w- what should have been a government's responsibility uh obviously it should have been government's responsibility i have closely worked with uh, so my my previous startup uh my own startup was in government tech mm-hmm. so i've closely worked with you know noticing what happens in government offices and all those things so taking so uh taking initiative is the last resort that becomes uh, kind of you know the last resolution uh yeah. for example i'll i'll give you one example so just outside of our society the road has been bad for 2 years mm. so now these three societies came together and they start building the road uh <laughs> even after a lot of complaints uh we we i mean no one came out and it depends on the local the problem is also with the voting thing uh mm. they usually they don't see who's the local you know uh, representative uh of that area who would benefit Uh, sorry who would really work on things but mm-hmm. they say ki theek hai you know prime minister is modi ji so i'll vote bj i'll vote for bjp in yeah. uh, uh, this particular uh, area as well so that becomes a huge problem i think people need to be more educated how to select their leaders yeah uh, whereas i have been to some places for example so there are two parts of hsr one is harlur one is the main 27th main uh, so your audience from bangalore will know uh, so the main hsr 27th main and everything that is uh, very well developed uh, the potholes are fixed very uh, quickly uh, you will see even if you know there is a very uh, uh, what 
very few potholes you will see a whole road you know being yeah. built again uh constructed again whereas our area which is uh, uh which is also a very uh, uh you know what a source of connectivity uh, so they basically connect sarjapur to the main hsr uh so even then uh, just that you know the constituents uh, what we say the area mla or mla or something but someone is different uh, uh so this this area is very pathetic in those terms so now people are coming up with you know contributing money and uh, getting things mm. done so this is the last resort uh, which startups take uh yeah. in bangalore i think there is one more guy known as pothole raja uh <laughs> so nice. uh it's actually a sad story uh why he started this uh so basically he goes uh you know and fixes the potholes himself mm-hmm. uh and people you know uh, he has a, i think instagram or facebook page people go and uh, you Don't know say here is the mm-hmm. pothole oh. which is causing lo- lot of uh accidents Actually, I hope he gets donation as well. I'm not sure. I mean, I have not been following that, but uh, he actually lost someone in due to the pothole. Uh, so after that, he started it. Even I have been into an accident, an accident uh, because of uh, pothole. Mm. So the situation is really bad uh, in yeah. terms of road construction and all that in Bangalore. Yeah, I can understand. So it's really bad. I mean, wh- I always bicker about this with my sister, mm-hmm. and I tell her. So we pay all kind of different tax. If you buy a car, you pay road tax, right? And even if you are traveling from one state to another, you pay toll tax and all kind of these taxes, right? So I often talk to her if if we see potholes and if we experience pothole and mm-hmm. we end up having some um some I mean. uh so for example if you are driving and you, you experience pothole and the the least kind of impact that you get is some damage to your car and right. that can be really expensive so we we should get some reimbursement <laughs> out yes. of our taxes because we paid our tax we did our do, due diligence but yeah. government did not do their job so we should get some reimbursement uh with our loss uh yeah. even if it's a like it's a materialistic loss or a health problem that occurred because of this thing so i often uh, joke about this with my sister but i don't think uh, this is ever going to happen just even, an idea uh, yeah even i i talk a lot so <laughs> we 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 feel, you know that feeling right when in your pay slip income tax itna has been deducted yeah so uh, you <laughs> you have been paying like you know lakhs of taxes and yeah. where, where is it going and um, uh, uh one thing is i think blockchain can solve this i i want to know where my where, where did my money go did it go yeah. uh, in salary of some employee that's okay uh, did it go uh, into a construction of a flyover or anything yeah. i would want to know and i would love to know and whenever i'm maybe passing that road passing that flyover i'll feel proud ki you know my contribution is there yeah 0.0001% so, is my contribution <laughs> yeah so i would love to know but uh, i think blockchain will solve this i am very bullish on the blockchain as a technology mm-hmm. if not with whole web3 space but uh, uh, yeah keeping finger fingers crossed transparency is really important yeah. blockchain can get us that and um i mean if 
if we talk about how our parents were raised they mm-hmm. were often um, i mean the way they were raised uh, was do your work do your job but don't ask difficult questions correct um and but our generation and upcoming generation they are very fortunate um, that they are going to see this transition mm-hmm. um because we have been asking this question where is our tax going but our parents they mm-hmm. just paid their taxes and they they knew corruption is happening and they accepted it ki uh, 50% of the money that you are paying in taxes is corruption money and 50% will be used so you yeah. have roads okay you can drive but it will also have potholes so accept yeah. it you will get electricity but yeah. not 24 hour you will get 20 hour 4 hours you will get outage for no reason no explanation so yeah. those things but i am glad that our generation and the coming generation they are asking questions yeah yeah and... yeah, yeah. <laughs> great i mean coming back to the topic i think we went on our different uh, journey there um what are the uh, what are the things that you were scared of when you launched your first startup how i mean how scary was it and how did you overcome that fear uh, what questions you had and did you have any mentors to help you or mm. how was your journey so uh i was very young at that point of time 22 or 23 i guess Mm-hmm. uh you don't have so many uh responsibilities uh <laughs> you are like theek hai matlab there there is a lot of time uh to get back on track so initially it's purely motivation uh you you are motivated ki kuch karna hai kuch karte hain right and uh, you just start it off you don't think about a long term strategy uh you build that website book that domain uh start running ads so that's the benefit i have as a marketer that you know i can uh experiment uh many things at very uh, less time so yeah that was there and after some point of time we felt like you know we uh, need a need an expert guidance so we had pratik panda as our advisors uh he is currently i think in philo uh and he has been one of my ex bosses so they if you had good relations with people you know in your previous company which we usually don't hear uh but they will actually help a lot uh so pratik was the co-founder of appnox uh he was my direct um, you know reporting manager there so even though i worked only for i think 3 months at appnox but we built that relationship uh and later he came as an advisor so being young you need to you need an advisor so mm. look out if anyone is ready to help you in that sense uh and motivation plays an important factor there you don't, you have very less fear uh, but yeah. when we compare it to you know now i am what <clears throat> 28 uh now i, I have i like the fact you you took 2 seconds to think how old mm. are you <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> so uh now i lead a healthy life and healthy mm-hmm. costly you know mm-hmm. now if i start something i uh when i was 22 i was okay with even you know 5000 10000 rupees as a yeah. uh, as an income uh ki you know frugality mein jee lenge but uh, yeah. now it's more like itna to chahiye hi to live that healthy life then uh, you have a you have built a certain lifestyle uh so i'm talking monetary wise that you know you become more cautious about things mm-hmm. uh uh you have saved a lot of money uh, over the years mm-hmm. that 
you start using that. So uh, that fear comes in. What if it doesn't work? What is the RO? So there are very high chances that your ROI will be negative or zero when you start something. So uh, when you start, as you age, you kind of, you know, compare that motivation versus fear. If motivation is higher, you will take that step. Uh, if uh, that fear is higher, you may not take that step. So it really depends upon, uh, you know, what is your uh, risk capability and all those things uh, are there. So do you think it will be difficult for, uh, in general talking, uh, and mm-hmm. in your opinion, uh, to be honest, not a fact for sure, yeah. uh, but do you think it's difficult for a person who say is married in his thirties, have kids, uh, to, to launch a startup versus a person who's, uh, who has no family to support. I mean, mm. they have a family, but their family doesn't depend on yeah. this person financially. So. Do you think uh, that's true for people who are, who yes, are like, uh, that, that's yeah. actually very true because you have kids, you have to pay their fees, uh, school mm. fee. And, uh, uh, even if, I mean, nowadays I think both the partners are working, uh, yeah. uh right. But, uh, but you, when you got together, when you planned a kid, uh, it was a, what strategic decision. I, I, I don't know the right word. <laughs> you calculate a lot of things, he, how to raise a kid, what will be the cost and everything. I, I guess a lot of people do that, uh, especially in tier one cities. Uh, but, uh, yeah, if you, if you see an example of, uh, the founder of Flatheads mm. who came in Shark Tank season two, mm. uh, so he had tears in his eyes about, you know, uh, he's not able to support his family. Uh, I think more than that, it was about that, uh, his runway was about to get over. Mm. And, uh, so you kind of struggle between your dreams, uh, and your expectations versus your responsibilities, yeah. uh, those come into the picture and, uh, obviously you cannot run away from the responsibilities. So you, at the last, you, at last you will choose responsibilities with a broken heart. So, uh, uh. Yeah, that's how it is. It's really difficult as you age. So mm-hmm. everyone should try, uh, uh, you know, doing a startup as early as possible. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there's also a benefit that some people like, uh, uh, if you are into more, uh, you know, VC intensive startup, mm-hmm. by by the time you are 35 or 30, you will have a lot of connects. Uh, yeah. You will have a lot of saving to survive for at least, let's say, an year. Mm. to, uh, to survive without any salary. So mm. I think in that sense, it's also beneficial, but, uh, but yeah, you cannot run, but if your startup goes, you know, uh, goes down, you'll have, you'll have to start again with a zero at the age of 30 or 35. So yeah. that can be difficult. Yeah. I mean, there are a lot of, uh, variables you can add to the story. I mean, this is one story or one example we discussed. But as you mentioned, uh, when you grow in your career, you also make a lot of connections. So maybe, I mean, we always assume, and this is something, um, uh, if you follow Ankur Variku, he also suggests never leave your job to start Mm -hmm. a startup. Uh, Give your, I mean, split your time in 80-20, then 50-50, and then 20-80 between your job and your startup. 
uh, before you finally leave your job for good and then start focusing on your startup the full time right. and as you grow in your career you also make relevant connection and mm-hmm. i believe when you are young it's very diff- young as in um, even even right now uh, i've been working for 5 years i sometimes ask myself this question do i really want to do this for uh, coming 20 years of my life or do mm-hmm. i want to uh start thinking about something else that i would enjoy because um doing one thing for a really long time it gets really boring right. and uh and when you are young you don't understand your full capabilities full skill set and what you actually enjoy so i believe when you are young and you are starting uh, the startup do not put your whole uh i mean all your hopes and all your aspirations into it it yeah. is okay if it fails and if it it's okay because you will get to learn a lot about yourself mm. which is which will uh, help you a lot in your career coming ahead uh, yeah. rather than uh, thinking about i mean scaring of failure i personally i don't have a really good risk appetite to be honest i um i mean a while back i uh, i uh, switch i mean not switch i mm. um i was working with this company and i got so bored i just left them and i thought i'll uh, go with freelancing and i was doing yeah. freelancing i was getting a lot of good clients but somewhere down the line i realized okay i'm not making a lot of money and as you mentioned now i have a lifestyle which i cannot just drop yeah. uh, just because i'm not making enough money and i i honestly i had a really good savings which saved mm-hmm. me through so i for 6 month i was freelancing and i was not i did not have any salary pay and mm. it was really difficult for me so i switched back to uh, the uh, employee setup again and now i'm a working employee and i always welcome client work as well so yeah. that's how i'm working right now and it was a really good learning for me that it's not my time to leave job mm. and start focusing on uh, freelancing entirely uh, i need to build that connection which i don't have i mean i'm reaching out to people but it's taking me a lot of time to close them sometimes one month or two months nice. uh, and for two months i am just in that aspiration that i'll close this client and make some money out of them mm-hmm. and even the clients that i have they are not recurring they sometimes work with me and then ghost me for two three weeks and then come okay. back again uh, so it was i mean it was really difficult for me to um understand what would be my pay for this month so that i can mm-hmm. manage my expenses uh so after doing all these calculation i realized okay i need to take a step back uh, i need to go back to my uh, previous setup and then uh, work around these things so right. i think it's the same for uh, rest of our rest of the people as well uh, it's oh. okay to fail i guess yeah that's right i mean you won't immediately uh, find out you, what you want to do in your life and mm-hmm. especially as much as you can try that that really helps uh, uh for example taking again an example of ankur wariku uh, mm-hmm. he found out what he wants to do i think in when he when he st- when he was 35 or something yeah uh, one final question and then i'll let you go nikhil yeah. uh i want to uh, i mean your uh, I, i'll not call a serious serial entrepreneur but mm. you have launched multiple uh, startups so mm. what was your journey when uh, your first startup uh, you had to shut it down how what was your uh, emotional uh stage financially yeah. how were you doing because i'm sure you would have a team to answer to yeah. uh, so what was uh, your thought at 
that time so that's a difficult one <laughs> uh so uh you know going back so i shut uh my previous startup in 2019 end uh obviously because we didn't have a runway uh and uh, some due to some external factors we had to shut it down uh, uh so it was a government tech right so government came out with their own tech so <laughs> people didn't need our services anymore so uh apart from that i didn't take salary uh for one year prior to shutting down uh so let me give you an so we started in 2017 and 2018 was full i mean it was full time running 2019 and we shut it down so 2018 may uh, i didn't take any salary uh i lived off my savings uh my credit cards uh so i maxed out all my credit cards not for uh buying lavish things uh but to survive and uh, to to kind of um, you know keep my startup running i matlab i i used to pay for ads through my credit cards uh and all those things were there i was in a huge i think i was what 24 or 25 i i'm bad with that age calculation thing but uh, <laughs> uh, uh being 24 or 25 i was in debt of 11 or 12 lakhs when i shut it down mm. now even if i had got a job of uh, uh 12 lakhs per annum uh it would take me at least 2 years considering because you know i have my own then uh, my own cost of living yeah. uh, and all those things so coming to the more of the uh, startup side announcing that we are shutting down that's really difficult uh uh in fact i i had to delay salary for i think one month i started receiving uh, you know uh threat messages from employees that uh, will file a police complaint or something uh because basically i was asking more time for you know to uh, pay that salary because so my plan was to get a job as soon as possible uh and usually i i get high paying jobs so uh, i'm not bragging just that that was my experience so uh uh i thought i'll from my first or second salary i'll just pay it off uh so i started receiving those kind of messages so i took help from one of my relatives my a lot of people actually helped me that time uh uh like my mama uh, and then my cousin uh, uh ankit so he helped me a lot uh and uh we somehow paid the salary and uh, apart now once the salary was paid it's like you know now people are not going to so you are now only in debt of uh, your known people and uh, uh, and banks basically <clears throat> so in those time banks are also really bad you know if you don't pay on time and everything so i have received all all kinds of calls and everything uh i could not uh, so i had to refund a lot a lot of money to the customers as well because uh, when we announced the shutdown the whole customer support team uh, the operational team kind of you know stopped coming to the office when we were shutting down my plan was you know somehow we'll complete all those customer cases and uh, then we'll shut it down basically we'll, we'll we won't accept any new orders 
so we i had to refund uh, uh, the previous customers as well so some people started calling fraud and all those things uh, uh luckily i paid everything uh, uh, and uh, uh, with the help of my job so i didn't have a lot of time to uh, to to kind of you know what i'm forgetting uska shok manane ka i didn't have that time uh, i had to get get in a job as soon as possible uh, but slowly it starts hitting you uh, now you are on the other side of the table you are you used to take job interviews now you are giving one mm-hmm. right uh, uh, i think after after uh, completely leaving our offices and everything uh, i just slept for for a week uh, i used <laughs> to get up eat hmm. not out of uh, uh, you know keep not out of satisfaction or anything just i wanted to escape that reality hmm. that this has happened so slowly you start accepting thing you have to uh, good thing is how 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 quickly you pick yourself up right so that hmm. is really important uh, so it was a very bad uh, ending experience but uh, like stage of things right you connect the dots backward so hmm. that actually held uh, so now when i see uh it gave a lot of good experience in terms of managing people managing life managing uh you know things and that is always respected in terms of wherever i join as, uh, as an employee that you know he has been uh, an ex entrepreneur he knows how to get things done yeah so uh, that is respected yeah and surviving that phase where mm-hmm. everyone is making you believe that uh you're not i mean you have not just failed a startup your own startup where you put your your mind your soul your blood yeah. your tears everything yeah. but also um having these people who have been working for you your clients uh who expect some some result out of you and letting them not down but uh yeah. i mean letting them know that okay this is going to end and mm. we all have to accept it in one way or another and then starting another job and uh i mean not getting that time to um i mean you as you mentioned you you did not have time to uh mourn yeah <laughs> mourn yeah. the loss yeah. rather you um went on uh going get another job and get busy yourself i mean mm. that is also one way of dealing with your uh, problems is you get yourself busy yeah. and focus somewhere else so that you don't end up like spending your days crying or however you um process your pain so yeah i mean i really respect that and i'm really glad you survived that phase and you i'm sure you might have learned a lot from that mm-hmm. uh because i ca- cannot imagine um going through that phase uh but i'm glad you also had people supporting you uh, if you invest in people uh you will always succeed in everything um and they will always there to back you so crypto investment stock investment do that but also invest yeah. in people <laughs> yeah exactly build relationships uh, yeah. uh and this startup thing is also like a uh, uh just to add if any entrepreneur is listening or any you know whoever wants to uh, start something uh if you fail it uh, just like a, you know relationship wala breakup time <laughs> time will heal everything yeah. uh, so give yourself some time and uh, figure things out and 
it will actually help you deciding your net, next partner so same like you will you know be more cautious and uh, more mindful about choosing your next journey uh, yeah if you start something again great i mean i have an episode where we compared our job and relationship with one of my speakers yeah i heard that yeah <laughs> Uh, that brings us to the end of our episode nikhil it was really amazing having this conversation with you 